Jeremy has ideas he'll tell us after the podcast. Did you, when you went to visit your mom, did you drive? No, but Sharon wanted to do a lesson with me, but it didn't work out timing-wise. But we did spend time with my nephews and my brother and his and Maria. And we did something else. We watched a lot of television. I made an African Somalian stew from Bon Appetit that my mom loved. And I asked her to... I sent her a list of the ingredients. And... None of them are particularly esoteric, but she did bring me coconut cream instead of coconut milk. Uh-huh. Coconut cream is like pina coladas. It's yeah, just yeah. like sh- sugar. Yeah. I did find out that you can dilute coconut cream with straight up milk to make something like coconut milk. Mm. So it's okay. But it was delicious too. <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> we watched a lot of television. We watched um, a horrible movie called Mortal Engine on HBO. It's a new movie that Peter Jackson produced and a crazy person made. It was about, it was kind of in the in the world of Snowpiercer. Like think of in the future, uh-huh. civilization has ruined itself through something called the 60 minute war, which was a war brought on by the invention of fusion weapons. So basically- and it took 60 minutes. 60 minutes for the world to obliterate itself. Oh, better work. Which is, sounds about right. Sounds Uh like it's coming right up. It does. And everybody then, civilizations start to reboot with whomever survived. But now, for some reason, unclear to me, cities are now built upon gigantic uh, tanks, basically, that that can roll around the earth. I'm like, I can't. But they're mammoth, right? Well, they'd have to be, because if you have a city on... Yeah, and they can go really, really fast, so everybody in the city's like, whoa! Like that, like no, yeah, like you know, the clothes are falling off the line and faces are (laughs) falling down. This is, but at like the London, there's London, which is Uh now a traveling town. In city London, there's the. I can't. There's the London. I can't. can't. uh, There's the. I can't. (laughs) I am listening. In the London Museum, they have things like toasters and and um, like they say, oh, the American deities or whatever, which are minions and um literally the minions the yellow minions yeah they're they're old sculptures of minions like from the movie minions yeah minions it's the future i don't believe you You that's what they call the american deities and they believe those were the gods we worship maybe not gods but oh maybe 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 Oh my god! At any rate, oh, I can't um, believe it. This, and this movie made you know costs like millions of dollars. Oh well, it's make. a cartoon almost exclusively. <laughs> it's almost exclusively a cartoon. CGI, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, we also watched, but and then who's in it? Meryl Streep. Oh, well, Vig. Oh, what's his Viggo name? Mortensen? No, 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 no. Um, the other guy from The Matrix. Keanu Reeves. No, he's always playing a bad guy and everything. Oh, I can't. British <gasps> Priscilla. He's in Priscilla. I have no, still no idea. Oh, man. And I think he's Australian. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to drive me insane. And usually you're so good with this. I know. Usually. Whatever. You're so good with this. His name is something, and he's also in that horrible movie, Cloud Atlas, that mm-hmm. friend of the pod, Andrew Pester, had me watch. Oh. Everybody watch that movie. It's on Netflix, and it's wild. You should watch it, but it's bad. Okay. Um... Oh my gosh, there's people. Do you know about this movie? Tom Which Hanks one? plays like 10 people. In yeah, yeah. Anyway, did we talk about it recently? On the pod? I thought we Hard did. Hard to say. I, I can't remember. Also, I've been wa- have you been watching The Dark Crystal? No. Um, okay. Are you loving? Oh. Uh, Do you cry? Oh, no. But oh, the, but the Mogwai, it. what are they called? The Gelflings, they cry a lot. 
Oh, um, I am obsessed, of course, with uh, becoming a god in Central Florida. I've watched two complete episodes and slept a lot during the third, so I don't know what happened. I have to watch the third. I only watched those first two episodes. That's what I mean by watching something a lot. I see. Um... Can you watch something else you said? Well, I want, you to, City, I want you to get into tanks. the Dark Crystal so we can talk about it, because there's a lot to un... un there, what's it called? Um, unpack? Unpack. As uh, unfold. That can't there's be right. a lot to unfold. There's a lot of clothes to take. Yeah, a lot of clothes to Shake out and throw in a clump in a floor and have that be the discussion. I know. It, uh, it's really a lot. There's so many braids and so many Celtic knots and oh. so many rags you know there's so much it's like sylvie guillem running around through the whole a lot of bangs for sure whole, whole show a lot of tinsel you know when people get little pieces of tinsel woven into their hair yes that happens i've seen that dark crystal that's how that. i met tyler peck she had tinsel in her hair and we talked about it quite a bit we had dinner You're like what's going on i was like oh i love your sparkle hairs and they were pieces and of tinsel she that was like i had tinsel woven in my hair how do yeah. you deal with that when you shower you always woven in it doesn't fall out um uh, but like how you can just wash that i guess Squeak, it's squeaky clean it's just it's <laughs> just clean. made out of tin mylar yeah it's just it's not mylar <laughs> 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 I love the idea of tinfoil in here, though. It'll get really crinkly, make noise. I knew this girl when I was growing up who is a really hardcore vegan and also into, like, not showering and stuff mm. like that, and she had dreads. <gasps> Our guest's here. And she would press things into it, like um, beads, jewels. Whoa, and um, they just wouldn't come out? It would just stick in there. The hair really, like, had solidified around That's these amazing. objects. Um, speaking of back to school, Bard, Bard's begun. Last Bard's week was pre-registration. Begun. That was a whole scenario. Does that mean like you, you, your classes happen, but the students in them are the Classes really- start this week. So I was every two faculty members, every department help with registration each year. And I volunteered. I, what does that happen in the Hunger Games? Uh, you... Volunteered for. I chose myself as the bandwidth. That's what do they, not right. what do they call the tribute? Tribute. I, I volunteer as tribute. I volunteered as tribute. I'm really glad you did that. Thank I you. I volunteered as tribute, and um, it was it was real full, and has given me a real beginning. Hugo case. weaving. Oh, Hugo weaving. Oh my god! Wow, I can't Thank believe you god. pulled that out. Wow, of just, wow, wow! And I, I have not only exclusively been thinking about that; I've been thinking about other things. That was incredible that you did. Thank that. you. Hi, we're just about to bring our guest in. We'll we'll like take a moment in a moment, but it, yeah. it does. I know the podcast has been random, but we are gonna. Ha- I think all podcasts have been random in the summer because Touche has been all but gone. Summer all summer. This week on seek treatment, Cat booked a flight on the podcast. You know, she was literally online. Well, and I love Nymphowars, and anything can happen on that. Truly, literally. But the, what I all want to close up with saying is that the registration process gave me a little, just a taste of what it now means that I'm full time, which is, it's, it's full time. And on that note, and on jobs, we're going to take a break and then bring our guest in. And we're back <laughs> uh, with our guest, Justin Lynch. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much. For coming for, all the way for, from Flatbush. Coming all the way from Flatbush. What train so did Flatbush. you take? 
I took the two to the G. What stop on the two? Flatbush. Um. Grand Army. Um, it will come to me. The second stop from the last stop on the two. I don't know what that means. Newkirk. <gasps> oh, I, I used to live and off I, the Q Newkirk. And I also used to live off the Q Newkirk. Oh my God, that was bed bugs. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really <laughs> that bad That was time. bed bugs. That was right when Matthew Rogers and I broke up. I had my first ever one bedroom apartment that lasted all for a month. And then I left everything behind it that I couldn't put in a freezer for that last month. That was crazy. It was really crazy. That was wild. That was a nice apartment. Uh-huh. How much was the rent? It was $1,100. Oh, it's a lot for the time. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot for 1976. <laughs> uh, the Newkirk queue in Brooklyn. Wow, a Newkirk queue and not close to the train. No, it was a solid 15-minute walk. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah, it, I was like, and I was like just teaching Pilates at that point and probably clocking in like, you know, $12,000 a year. Well, so, but <laughs> I was really like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps this American spirit will give me the answer. And you right? probably made at least $30 on meat that summer. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, I done it, was doing a show at Dixon Place that summer. Anyways, but, today's episode yeah, is yeah. not about us. It's about Justin. Today is also not about the summer of 2008. Um, first of all, where'd you grow up? I grew up mostly in Jamaica and Miami. Wow. Uh, I was born in Jamaica. Uh, then we moved around quite a bit when I was in elementary school. And then we moved back to Jamaica when I started seventh grade. So you lived in Miami some while you were in elementary school. Yes. And then back to Jamaica in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. What then... year were you born? 79. Oh my, you look incredibly How? young. It's I know, it's really How frustrating. started off this episode with me? But well, what we're about, all the same age. What about <laughs> this? Same age. Well, different kinds of skin. Yeah. Yeah, different. But same. Yeah. But truly so different. Justin looks a solid decade younger than I do. <laughs> I'm really, really jealous. Are you looking at my infinite gray hair? No, I'm my... looking at your lovely curls. Oh, you have and very also, lovely. Also you guys have I similar have hair grace. and gray hair, mm -hmm. so we're you know we're getting closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to death. Oh well, every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. What's that song? And she goes, "Every day is a rising sun. I get a little bit closer every to day. feeling fine." Remember her? No. She had depression. What was her name? Um, Lisa. Nope. Okay. It wasn't. She also sang this song about Las Vegas, um, and she had depression. <laughs> <laughs> I said had and has all at the same time because, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what. How about that? When you've had depression, you have depression. You do. Forever. Nicolas Cage was in Honeymoon in Vegas and Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. Very different films. Can you imagine? Anyway, I love that. <laughs> Justin, in the seventh grade, you're living in Jamaica. Uh-huh. Where in Jamaica? Kingston. Oh. You know, <laughs> across the river from Bard College is oh, Kingston. Kingston. I know. It's amazing. I just had to, like, spin it back to me do again you, before you, I spin it back to you. Do you go back you. from time to time? Yeah, I go back at least once a year because my whole family lives there. Wow. Um, I was just there 
a month ago. What for was my it? What was it like birthday. for your 40th birthday? Oh my god. Yeah. Are you a Gemini? Cancer. Oh. Like my mom. So sweet. Yeah. Like my mom. Are you good with plants? Certainly not. Oh wow. <laughs> our cancers, our cancers are supposed to be good with plants. They're supposed to like people to come to their home. They're more introverted, kind of sad. I'm certainly introverted. Okay. And yet you're a lawyer. I'm not good with plants. Um, and yet I'm a lawyer. Lawyers can be introverted. I am um I decided while I was still in law school that I would not be the type of lawyer who goes to court. Because that go? require what? You go to rooms? Where do you go? <laughs> I I can work from home most of the time. Amazing. You can file that file that online. File that online. Or with so, FedEx. That's amazing. <laughs> Wait, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have Justin here because this legendary queen from the dance, and you've danced for I know Christopher Williams. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I ran into you, you were doing an improv with Nicole. With Nicole Walcott. Walcott right. Um, also been working with Third Rail Projects uh-huh. for the past five Wait. years. Then she fell. Then she. Then fell. she fell. As well as then like hotel. I wasn't in that Absinthe? one. What was yes. that? It was Hotel Something. Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember the title. Was I just remember it was Hotel Something. Okay. Well, there was the Grand Paradise, which was oh, yeah. a resort. That's what I'm thinking of. Grand Paradise. Were yeah, you in that? I was in Because that was Paradise. in the last five years. In yeah. New York? Yeah. Never heard of there it. There was a beach. <laughs> there was a beach scene <laughs> that happened. No, I didn't. But I knew people in it, and then I would see their photos posted on uh, Instagram, and uh, I was like, fun. Yeah, there was wow. a beach. In the inside? Inside. With water? Not at the beach. Interesting. There There is someone in a tank. There was also a water tank. No water at the beach. Uh -uh. So what did the sand lead to? Was there sand? There was sand. Was Was there a painting of a beach? Like a mean ocean? Did it go like sand to a painting? Was there a sky? Oh, memory. <laughs> it's okay. You already have to do so much. You already like you're you. You also have this other, you know, legalese things that you have to remember. So yeah. we don't have to remember every psych from every show that you've been in. No, but in what year did you come to New York, and where were you coming from? I came to New York in two thousand one mm-hmm. from Boston, where I had gone to college at BU. You did. In the Boston dance program? University. No. Boston University. Yeah. Do they have a dance program? I think they have one now, but they didn't have one then. Mm-hmm. And you were doing I, pre-law? What's that? So I was a pianist in law in, in undergrad. Yes, in law school. I really love it. <laughs> I was a pianist in law school. <laughs> Get into it. Okay. You were, you were also, a pianist in undergrad. I did a double undergrad. major. I was... Uh, a music major and a uh, um, international relations major. International relations. Yeah. Broad. Broad. Yeah. So broad. And when you finished college, what, what you were like, I'm going to go to New York and dance. So, so Reed, here's how it happened. Okay. I, Here, Reed. I did not actually start dancing until I was in law school. I am um, at Fordham, where's she? Columbia. Go? Columbia. So wow. fancy. Wow, so chic. Fancy. Wait, talk me through why you wanted to go to law school. Besides, just I wanted to be a lawyer, but yeah. why? So the decision kind of 
It was kind of related to my disillusionment with the piano. So first I went to BU to be a piano major and became disappointed in mm. how I was progressing and my prospects as a pianist. And so I started doing this double major. Um, and then it was also around the time that I was coming out and I was taking this political science class and we were reading all these Supreme Court cases. Um, like a lot of them were to do with um, the right to privacy, which is how we have Roe versus Wade and how we have um, at that time <clears throat> Bowers v. Hardwick, which is the case that um, said that there's no right for um, gay people to have sex in the privacy of their own homes. It, it's um, Bowers v. Hardwick said that it's legal, it's constitutional for states to um, criminalize gay sex. Oh, um, what year was that? 1980-something. I'm sure they'll re reinstitute that. Is that a word? Yeah, at any moment. That was them turn fighting against it. In um, 1980-something is when they over... No, 1980-something is when Bars v. Hardwick was decided, saying that... States um, were allowed sta to make the choice. Correct. And and then that was... <laughs> Jack can't believe it. And the, that was, I just, and the, like, all air coming out of me, like, truly where I'm like, oh my, okay, go on. Yeah. yeah. And eventually, Bars v. Hardwick was overturned by Lawrence v. Texas in 2000-something. Um, and, and that case decided that uh, it's uh, unconstitutional for, right. for states to criminalize gay sex. Not for long. <laughs> and, and you're right, because if, um, if Roe v. Wade gets um, overturned, then the right to privacy is, um, is up in, in question and who knows what the ramifications of that will be. Jack is now about to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bullying was thorough in that way. Um, to give me PTSD for the rest of my life. Uh, wow, that's a real uh, emails to Melbourne for me, I guess. Um, but anyhow, any, so, any, anyhow, like, like so, so you're in this class and you're reading this and, and you're like, thinking, oh, oh my god. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is this is. Um, I'm really enjoying reading all these cases, and I should go to law school. And in retrospect, it wasn't the most thought out decision, but. Uh, also, I think I'm suited to being a lawyer somehow. So. <laughs> the way, at least one of you could have seen the gesture that accompanied that. It was the most measured sentence and then a direct look in my eyes while reaching for his uh, thermos yes. and stayed looking into my eyes while drinking from the thermos and putting it back. It really was like, you are suited to being a lawyer. I think you could absolutely keep... You're cool. I don't think I am. Not yet, but maybe I'll get on the right meds and then I could, could be a lawyer. One day. One day, we'll see. I'm like, <laughs> I've got something to say. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, are, so you found this interesting, and did you only apply to Columbia? No, I applied to a ton of law schools. And, and then you got into prime school. 
Right. Um, okay, so you are go- so then you go to school there. How do you like Columbia? I really liked Columbia. I had so undergrad was at BU, which um, is kind of it's a very open um, form campus. It's like spread out along a highway, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um, I did a show at the Huntington, nice. which is affiliated with BU, yes. so I remember yes. that campus. Well. The, how vast it was. Yeah. yeah. And Huntington is, isn't is even really where the rest of BU is. Mm. It's separate. It's just like where the theater part of it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Columbia, um, Columbia is, a, is obviously a much more enclosed situation. And I liked having that sort of more like campusy feel. And I just met a lot of good friends there that I've kept in touch with. I mean, I have two friends from BU that I keep in touch with and considerable number more from Columbia. What's also wild to me is Jen Harris went to BU and you were at BU at the same time as Jen Harris. Yeah. Anyhow, go on. Was she in the theater program? She was in the theater program. Yeah. So was, and other people I knew from BU would have been like... Matthew Wilkes. Matthew Wilkes was there. Who cares? <laughs> Anyhow, so, <laughs> so. You no, know, but you know, someone else you know was there, um, and he took me to my first Jack Fervor show oh. um, at the kitchen. Oh, oh, it starts with a B. His name begins with a B. B. It starts with a B. His name was uh, it, and it was at Billy. the solo I did at the kitchen. Benjamin. Yeah. My uh, trauma solo, yeah. About to go oh, back to that in a way. No, I can't. I, it's not. It's none of those names. Benny. Mm-hmm. It will. Sure. It may come to me. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. He was at BU too. Okay. As an actor. Yes. Okay. You like Columbia. You're doing law. Yeah. You're into it, and then, and then, dance. And then and you were dance. thinking, well, so, I'm doing this very practical thing. Uh, Let me get impractical. <laughs> Let's so, get physical, impractical. <laughs> Let's get impractical, physical, impractical. Okay. How do you talk for no money? Let me. Okay. I had a friend from Jamaica uh, who was in the visa program at Perry Dance. Okay. And she was like, oh, you should come take class with me one day. And um, I did. And then I started following her to class all the time. What kind of class? So actually the first class that I did um, was a hip-hop class. And then, then then I started taking ballet class at Perry Dance. Whoa. And yeah, I just kept going. First, always with my friend, and then without my friend and yeah and you were also coming out at this point where you had oh, come I had, out I had come out by that time like a and, couple years prior yeah so it's still like I mean that's still kind of new terrain it's like this is me this is my body this is my body on queer and yeah. where were you seeing dance like in the you know bookshelf of your life was it sort of prominent or were you just like this is a fun hobby at first, it was a fun hobby to uh, get me out, uh, get me away from law school and have something else to do. Um, and then 
gradually became uh, more important in uh, my aspirations. So, like, I finished law school. Uh, I went and worked for a law firm for a, like a. I work for a law firm now too. I work for a, like a big law firm for two years. Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Someone I've ever heard of. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Did you ever see damages? Yeah. Yeah. Was that what it was damages. like for you? Were you working for a woman who was like, get out of the car, Tim, get out of the car on your first day? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's all Jack. <laughs> that's all I know. All I can really talk about is Glenn Close on damages when it comes to right. what I picture a lot. I'm like, I loved that show. I'm sad that I ever saw it. I wish I could watch it again and have not have seen it. You know what I mean? Was Allie McBeal a law firm? Allie McBeal. I never saw that. I'm sorry. Did you see it? Sure. (laughs) She got stuck in the toilet. She gets stuck in the toilet? There's a whole episode. They have a unisex bathroom on Allie McBeal, which is like a big thing. It's it's where they have talks in the bathroom. The bathroom is like a prominent place on the show. And in one episode, Calista Flockhart... Um, I think she accidentally sits down on the toilet with the toilet seat up because uh-huh. a guy had peed or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and her pelvis gets stuck under the lip of the porcelain and they have to come and smash it or something. Because, you know, her pelvic bones were sharp. <laughs> I can't, another, I'm like, I'm going to be continually shocked through this whole episode. Okay. That like gay thing in the 80s, close to Flockhart's <laughs> pelvis getting stuck in a toilet bowl. Plot point. I, <laughs> plop. Point. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it was a real. <laughs> Plop point. Plop point. Okay. So anyhow, Justine, yes. you are working for a big law firm? A big law firm. And you and what and how are you feeling about it? So it was it was quite uh soul sucking. Soul sucking is the word. I win. Yeah. You, win. <laughs> you do. You do out of the ones that we chose. You did. You won it, the game, Reed. It was so suck. So basically what um what I did not like about this firm is that you had no control over your life. Um, and <clears throat> they could, like, my very, like, my second week or third week or something, they told me, you have to go to Miami um, to work for two weeks. And, um, Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I really like. No, like they were like, they were like, you have to go to Miami for two weeks no. since we're a tiny law firm. You know, you'll have to stay at the standard. No, and so um, that is not what happens. Oh. It sounds nice to go to Miami for two weeks, but it, it was, does. But but it was the the like the lack of say so that I had, and it was also like when I was in Miami, it wasn't like I was enjoying Miami. I was in an office for. 15 to six, 15, 17 hours a day. That's a lot. Um, a lot. Almost all the hours. Oh. That's literally almost all the hours in the day. When does one sleep? <laughs> I guess from like 18 to 23. <laughs> wow. Exactly. You know? So then um, you sleep for five hours and then you're and you also. Go back. And then and you, you have back people and like start... breathing down your neck, being like, where's that dossier? <laughs> Justine. What's that, what's that thing they say? Where's that dossier? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lawyers also do say that all the time. 
It's true. I saw that in a movie where someone was on a stand and they screamed. Tom Cruise. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. But or was it Jack Nicholson? Is the you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. That's not it. Is that right? That's how the line reads. Is that what I said? Yeah, and it should be Jack Nicholson on the stand going. And we should do this for our Instagram where I'll dub it over. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> That's the line That's reading. That's a much better movie. It is absolutely. If I could see Jack Nicholson at this point in the game just being like, oh yeah, well maybe I don't want to go to that baseball game. I would really go see every last moment of it. Well, he's not on tween much anymore. No, he's not. But you know, if I had that much money, I would do nothing. Absolutely. I'd write a book about my life. Um, okay, so you're being worked like how I imagine people are worked in a law firm. Yeah. And I do well, have a couple of friends who've been lawyers who had been pretty stressed out. Yeah. How many years does this go on? Two. He was in that for, law firm for, me, for two. For me, went on for two. Oh, we already heard that? And, yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. I missed and, it. And you know, yeah. like, actually, this law firm, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad continuously like like um for the most part the hours were reasonable but what i hated was the unpredictability like um you're gonna have to go to miami this week i I do not want i have a rude question okay tell me when you join a big law firm what is the starting salary like in the well we're talking about in 2000 and whatever four three Mm -hmm. 2000 no five five Five. started in 2001 yeah so in 2005, it was the starting salary for a lawyer. So, uh, is that rude? No. Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not. We so, can also so talk about it g- in general. I'm talking about my starting salary. Jedway. So, the funny thing. Okay. Um, in 2005, when I started um, at the law firm, the law firms were going through this. Um, uh, gamesmanship about who could pay their first year associates more. So the starting salary when I started was one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Incredible. And Whoa. within in two thousand, are you called a clerk or something at that point? An associate. An associate. What's yeah. a clerk? A clerk. I think I was actually a clerk until I got admitted to the bar. I, a clerk is basically like an uh, like a associate who hasn't been admitted to the bar yet. So when you first start, you've just I taken see. the bar exam and you're waiting your bar. And results. you're doing paperwork, <laughs> right? You're reading books. You're putting post-its in books. You're reading books. You're reading posts. Jack and I know all about law. We saw movies. Literally, this conversation is making me want to become a lawyer. Okay, anyway. Because you want $125,000. No, but the funny thing, here's the thing. That was was before the gamesmanship started. Okay. So um, within like three months... It was one forty-five thousand, and then by the end of the year, it was one sixty-five thousand for starting first year. Wow! And I, I don't know what it is now. I must be like two hundred something then, don't you think? For a starting. Well, then the, this then is the just you starting, crashed. but then also the this, is, this so is in know. New York at a big firm. We're yes. not talking about law in Bloomington, Indiana. You know. <laughs> well, I don't want to practice law there. I want to practice law here, where I go to the courthouse. 
And I'm, <laughs> I like take my client into a spare room and I'm like, you've got to pull it together. Right, 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 right. Here, take a rescue I need remedy, you to Pastier. Wear a princess line dress tomorrow <laughs> with a collar. Exactly. With a collar, bring your pearls. Exactly. Hair up, French exactly. twist. Louboutin. Yeah, exactly. I want to hear you go click, click, clack into that room, and then and and then you can shed an appropriate tear exactly. that says exactly. not guilty. Bring your um, own. What's that called? Visine. No, the thing. You Glycerin. Put. Glycerin. Glycerin drops. I want to see tears. Uh-huh. Anyways. Okay. We understand a lot. I'm going to be a liar. <laughs> I'm so excited. If I go back to school, that's going to be the thing. Law. I thought I was going to be a psychoanalyst. Wait, wait, wait. We need okay. you to go to the part now where you, you're like, you leave. I can't yeah, do this. Yeah. I'm giving so, up my... I want to make $20,000 yeah. a year. So, so oh, after, my, after my first year, I was like, this is not going well for me. So I asked to be part-time. Oh, that's fun. Um, and they were like, no, you can't be part-time. Part-time is only for like mothers and people raising families. So, um, well, I mean, that makes sense. (laughs) So, so then, so then I was like, okay. Uh, so then I stayed another year. Oh, and all this time I was continuing to take class. In those five hours you had off. (laughs) Sleeping for three hours. Well, you had well, weekends, well, right. in a way. And also, for the most part, they were not working me okay. that that crazy um, day-to-day. So I could take class, like, in the evening. There was, there was a point where I, like, like, I went into the law library, and I just started to cry because I was so miserable. Um, and I was like, I have some talent as a dancer, and I would like to know whether I can do this. And so then... Um, then I told them I was going to leave. Do you know what this was? Full return of Saturn. Oh, are you like 28 at this year? Yes. Wow. I get it was 28. Oh, you're right, Reed. You really clocked it. Mm-hmm. Or 20. Yeah, I was 28. You were 28. Reed did the math well. Yeah. Um, Thank you. This is like 2008. 2007. Yeah. When I was night. And then so I was 28. Right. So, so first I quit and then I was like, well, actually, can I just have a leave of absence for a year? And then they let me have the leave of absence for a year. So I had a year off um, when I could like just take class all the time and figure out what I how I wanted to proceed Um, and then when the year was up I decided not to go back and that's and to do dance and do dance and how was that it was great it took a while for me to find um, that's not true um, uh, early on, I found Nicole Walcott, actually, mm-hmm. um, and I found another, um, choreographer, Darcy Naganuma, who, um, kind of took me under her wing. Yeah, eventually I started auditioning for people and, like, getting stuff and... Well, that's how I first met you at an audition. And this, I was wondering whether you remembered that I was the person at that audition. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the weirdest auditions I've ever been to. I won't ever forget it. I also, like, don't go to auditions. So I was, I'll remember. What was the audition for? It was for a dance film, I think. Is that right? I believe so. Did you get it? No. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sarah Procopio told me about it and I guess she knew the person making it Mm -hmm. and they went to this audition. Were we in the, 
we couldn't have been in the room at the same time auditioning. No, I think we were. Oh. Well, maybe not. I the memory it was very I had, humiliating for me. That's my memory of it. Because oh, so maybe I didn't because okay. you had to improv. Well, it was improvisation, which is fine, but it was also like with uh, sort of narrative prompts. Hello. Ooh, sorry. That's okay. It was pretty. Mm. Um, it was about like feelings and mm. being a character. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for you. No, that's what I remember. Not for you. Uh, um, wait, what do so, you remember? I don't remember anything. What I remember is a small room. And I remember, Very you, small. I remember you sitting on the floor. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't remember anything about Reed Robert. was sitting on the floor. Yeah, Reed was sitting on the floor, like, like pointing and flexing her beautiful like, feet, yeah, and being, being like, and counting. You know, just making it through. <laughs> Wait, so and when this shift happened in your salary <laughs> from lawyer to dancer, how did you feel about that? You know, for a while it didn't matter because you had savings. Yeah, so basically, as soon as they told me that I couldn't work part-time, I started saving ferociously. Uh-huh. So I didn't... Do you have a tip for, for our poor listeners on how to save ferociously? What do we <laughs> it's, eat? It's really hard to save. If Well, now I'm, now I'm learning that's really hard to save when you're not making... A, Oh, okay. So first of all, make first, 125. First of all, start at one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in two thousand five. So at this point, it would be more, and then um, save pretty much all of it except for rent and maybe like twenty dollars a day for food. And um, don't forget your metro car. But you, as people have heard me say, you don't always have to pay. No, you don't. Jack does not have it. And um, and then. Uh, good luck. $20 a day. That would be a game. An interesting game. To, to eat on $20 yes. a day? I can absolutely do it. I do it now. Because you go to all those markets to buy your $2 carrots or whatever? Because I like, well, I mean, because I can, it's, well, it's tricky. It's hard. It's like the days I don't eat. <laughs> so it averages itself out. So you're like, no <laughs> breakfast, partial lunch. Maybe. Rice for dinner. Oh, it, like a shake from like the protein powder and watermelon juice. Well, we don't recommend well, that, listeners. I really don't recommend it. Only and do we it are not licensed like, nutritionists. I am absolutely not a licensed what nutritionist. What we do know is that you should eat pizza. We love pizza. You should eat. People should eat. Justin, go on. I've just been in extreme anxiety. I forgot what we're talking about. We were talking about <laughs> trying to save and that you switched oh. your salary. Your, oh, right, right. So, you switched yeah, your salary so to only eating celery and right. peanut butter. Oh, dude, that sounds so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mouth water? I was like, I need peanut butter on celery right now. <laughs> Crunchy peanut butter, please. Incredible. Um, okay. Yeah, for a while it didn't bother me, and then because because I had savings, um, and then I then I started working again for a law firm, but um, it's a much smaller law firm, and. Well, it's only three attorneys, mm-hmm. um, and we're pretty much able to set our own schedules and What's work your... from wherever. What is your specialty? Are you a specialty firm? Uh, is that it's mostly it? <laughs> it's mostly a corporate law firm. So that, corporate law was what I was doing at the firm I started with. Mm. Uh, so like trans, like people like. Um, 
starting companies and drafting agreements for people mm. and uh, filing trademark and copyright applications for people. That's what the bulk of the work is for the firm. Although now I've sort of branched out and I have my <clears throat> like a separate practice doing immigration for dancers. Um, which is when I saw you, I think in February, maybe. When were you going to that Nicole Walcott? I remember it was cold. I remember seeing yeah. you outside, and I was like, "We have to talk." Was and now I February? finally made it happen. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember either. You're yeah. going to Triskillian, so yeah. and now you're doing because you told me you were doing immigration uh, help for dancers, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah. And how has that been going? Highs and lows, I assume. Highs and lows. It's uh, so the way I got into it is because I <clears throat> was meeting all these dancers who uh, wanted artist visas, and I eventually was like, I should learn how to do this so I can um, so I can work with dancers and and do artist visas for them. It has been fine for the most part. Now that Trump is a president, it has become a lot more interesting, um, sometimes stressful. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes in the past year and a half that have made things harder for everyone. And you you must have known um, when Trump became president that this would happen, that this would start. Yeah, and for a while actually, uh, things stayed, at least for my artist visa clients, things stayed pretty much the same. Like there wasn't an immediate change. Like I'd say for about the first year, like things were still business as usual. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and then um, all of a sudden, like applications that usually would have sailed through started coming back to me with... Um, requests for more evidence and um uh when you send in a, a petition for a visa it can either be approved right away or they can send you a letter which is a request for more evidence um, where they tell you all the reasons why whatever you sent them is insufficient now pre-trump what would have been an application that would sail through what kind of like what kind of person at what point in their career would be sailing through to get an O-1 visa? Um, if you had uh, a good number of people who were willing to write you recommendation letters and say that you were an excellent dancer, if you had... Um, and did those people writing the recommendations need to be well-known? I mean, the people reviewing these applications, what do they know? They don't know anything, but you, but you, they have to explain who they are in the letter. Right. And you usually have to, to also include information from some like website about them so that um, you can convince whoever's looking at the application that this person knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um. And if you had shown that you had been in a good number of shows um, and had, and, and if you could get choreographers from those shows to say that you had um, a lead role in those shows, maybe you had like a solo at one point in a show or a duet, um, those kinds of applications would 
pretty much sail through. Mm -hmm. And now, um, now they're just requiring a lot more information from people. Right. In terms of like, how celebrated are you? Or like, is there press about you? Is there these kinds of things? Yeah. Um, press is always some, it, so there are six different types of evidence that you can, for an O-1 visa. So there's six different types of evidence that you can submit and you have to submit at least three. And press is one of them. So you never have to what are the submit six? press. Six are, <clears throat> if you have performed and will perform uh, as a lead participant in a production with a distinguished reputation. So if your mm -hmm. production has gotten a certain amount of press and you can show that you had were a lead participant in mm -hmm. it, that's one kind. Um, if you have and will play a lead role in an organization that has a distinguished reputation, um, if you have received recognition for achievements in the press and other um, publications, if you've received if you received recognition for your achievements um, from experts, which boils down to recommendation letters, if you've commanded a high salary in um, comparison to other people in the field and if you and the sixth is if you have um, achieved a certain amount of um, commercial success in your field mm -hmm. what about if i want a tony well <laughs> that would do it <clears throat> if Actually, you, i don't know if you can win a tony if you're not a citizen can you well yeah yes. a certain other kind of visa you can be in a show oh wow oh cool <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine I just said that? I've clearly never watched the Tonys. Someone must have won from, like, not America. Yeah, Cynthia Erivo won a Tony. She's British. Oh, yeah. And what about um, Hugh Jackman? Australian. Yeah. But, you know, I might be a U.S. I'm, I'm sure. You At any me. rate. Anyhow, Thank you. so those, those are the six. six. Those are the six. Okay. And now, does it, and so now does it feel like you have to have all six? No, it doesn't feel like you have to have all six, but um, <sighs> I don't know how like tech... Okay, so one thing they've changed is that, um, so the recommendation letters, um, previously I advised my clients, you should get recommendation letters from people who know you well. Right. So that they can talk truthfully and honestly about your abilities. Now, um, Immigration Services is saying that they also need recommendation letters from people who don't know you at all and who, um, and, and if fans, and if, <laughs> fans, basically, and if you, and, really? if, yeah. and if you, if you only, if you only include recommendation letters from people that know you, they will write back and say, well, this is only evidence that your recognition is limited to these two your, people your circle of contacts that makes sense to me actually that you'd want recommendation or you'd want affirmations from people who know your talent but who don't know you so basically Maybe it should be called a letter of affirmation then because um, like, 12 letters of affirmation can you imagine well then people could just say like dm me and i'll print it out and then send it to you and you can sign it like 
I guess, like, start... Just on Facebook or Instagram. Please write me a letter. I mean, can the INS be on Instagram? And people could just start DMing the INS. Like, loved, loved, loved um, (laughs) this dancer in this piece I saw. You'll never believe it. Uh, Came out there. I think the ceiling was only 10 feet high. (laughs) And the dancer did all these incredible moves. I don't know what it was like, really, like a snake or a worm. And Uh there's this really loud techno music and the lights were all turned off. But I think there was a candle. And then this other person came out and was singing a song. At the end, I realized it was lip synced. Anyhow, (laughs) hope that they get in. Love you, bye. Yeah. That's a good letter. Wait, INS should be like inundated with with pranks. Uh, well, no, those Prank are pranks. Calls. I literally gave a description of like a show downtown. I mean, that's yeah, the I other thing that, that I'm wondering about. That that really, I kind of did. I also <laughs> that must be something that's very challenging then for dancers who are more downtown. I would assume than if like you're able to say be with a major company such as any company. I mean, so many dancers aren't. We don't have company systems here. Right. Um, you mean obtaining recommendation letters from people who don't know you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that's why, like, the Martha Graham Company is almost, like, exclusively foreign dancers because it's it's a fancy name. You know, that's probably not that hard for them to sponsor dancers to get visas mm. to work right. in the company. Mm. You know, she's really famous. Yeah. Is she a stamp? Is there a Martha sure Graham stamp? A stamp. I mean, you think I'd know, considering I have almost every... I like the Martha Graham doll. Oh, maybe I'm going to go on eBay and find you some um, Martha Graham postage stamps. <laughs> it would be really, wouldn't it be amazing if there was a Martha Graham like, drawstring doll that was like, it takes 10 years to become a dancer. What's her second phrase? She has three phrases. It's like, she has three phrases. She has three phrases. Um, She's and, very advanced. Uh, another one will be like, uh, or it could be like, It'll find a planet, or it will not. That would be one. That was the um, third phrase. About a, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Um, that's about your, you know, your inspiration, whatever. You must just go do it, is basically what she's saying. And then, um, uh, I don't believe in genius. That's one. She, she says people... She, it, says, it says something like, you know, it's something like you, people have genius, but we don't know how long they have it for. Right. I can't remember the exact. That's a good doll. But when that, the Martha, <gasps> there you go. A good doll can be in one of your shows. The Martha Graham pull string. Yeah. I'm going to TM it right now. I have a lawyer with me right now. Yeah. May this be a sonic TM that I am trademarking the Martha Graham pull string doll. And it'll be on sale in the lobby. It'll be, it'll be featured or you can in do the a show limited line. edition and hopefully one day they'll be worth uh, $15,000. At least. Yep. I'm going to make three dolls, $15,000 each. DM me. Um, it's TM'd. I've said it. I've said it with my lawyer. I okay. will fabricate the costumes for free. It's incredible. Ooh. These dolls. Uh, Jeremy would uh, could absolutely make the doll. He can make literally anything. So, and I'll be the voice. Yeah. <sighs> there we go. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, have you felt depressed since? I mean, we've all felt depressed and anxious and awful since uh, in this administration. <gasps> I but haven't felt depressed, but I have. It has. It has stressed me out. Like I've. Right. I've had many a sleepless night <clears throat> because people's lives and aspirations are riding on. These visas, a lot of the time, I can't help but take it on. Take it on. Yeah. yeah. 
for the most part, my clients have all like eventually gotten gotten their um, visas, but there have been some hairy moments along the way. Well, what is your recommendation for people where it doesn't seem likely that they'd be able to get an O-1 visa? Should they go back to school in the country in order to stay here? I often recommend that... Go home. Well, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to go home for a little bit. Um, if... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Jack is lamenting it's like, with laughter. <laughs> but That's my grandchildren. Like it's also like gyrokinesis. It's I am contracting and releasing over that. How I laughed at that. That really, yeah, it was deep. I almost pulled the arms off of this chair. I was laughing without sound so hard. Um, I'm crying. Tears are running down the inside of my cheeks. That's another Martha Graham quote. <laughs> really? She said on a first day of acting class, she was teaching the Meisner school uh, movement and she came in and they were all just, you know, like making jokes and da da da, not paying any attention. Eventually they turned and like stared at her just standing in the doorway and she said, Tears are running down the inside of my cheeks. And that will be the secret track <laughs> on the first edition doll, Martha Graham Polestring oh, doll. Oh, boy. <laughs> did she also say... Did she also secret say, track. <laughs> secret track on a Polestring doll? Secret track on a Polestring doll is literally going to get me through this week. That is going to get me through this week. Uh, Jack is not well, so you can just keep talking. I'm not well, actually, it's true. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so you were giving some recommendations for people. No, it it often makes sense to go home for a little bit. If if by going home, um, I mean, it depends on where you're from and whether you can... Build or you build a more of a resume there because your experience in other places counts, right? Absolutely, and if you can get, it's often easier to get press in wherever you're from than in New York. Yeah. Um, so if you can go home for a year or so and get more press and um, and I maybe bet be in some more shows. If you've been in New York and you go back home, you're never going to come back. Hi. I mean, like, also, you might go home and you might be like, oh, wow, look, I can just get on this metro that works. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was Live in, like, a giant apartment. It's so crazy. I have health care. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, why did I like it there? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Justin, are you going to you gonna help um, Reed and I with our visas? We'd be really today. good at being this kind of lawyer because we'd just be like... Don't you just want to go home? <laughs> that is often what I wonder about my clients. Like, I, you know. But you can't say that. But you could have you could have Reed and I be your filter. We could be like you know the Brita filter to of like for your clients. We're like, what are you doing? Don't you just kind of want to go home? Like, yeah. also, isn't I, doing paperwork hard? I love the idea <laughs> that Reed. I'm actually you working for the INS because I could also see you being like. Hmm. Do you really want to be here? <laughs> <laughs> just a real like nail tap on a glass desk. Just taking a real deep long look in. Yeah, I mean that and is the like, question. And being like, you know, I grew up here. <laughs> and um it's not great. It's not great. I'm like, look at my career. Yeah. You know what I mean? People yeah. think I'm amazing. 
Right. And I have nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really good. Yeah. So, Reed, there you go, Justin. That's a hot tip for you is uh, have Reed and I just talk to him first. Yeah, just we'll be at a diner nearby. Just send them. We'll catch their attention. I'll be like, hey. We'll dash their dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. No, no, but in all seriousness, we want talented people and all foreigners to have a chance to be here. I want anyone who wants to live here to be able to live here. If they want to live here, uh, please. By all means. It is really, I mean, this country is, you probably can't say anything because you're a lawyer and you need to stay in good stead with them in case they're listening. But my God, we have enough. People can come here. It's going to be fine, everybody. It really will. Yeah. This whole, until it's not, and that's like 2050, and that's when it's not going to be okay yeah, for anybody anywhere. Of, you know, the mortal engine when yeah. we're all on um, Cities on yeah, Wheels. when Cities on cities Wheels. Cities on Wheels. Yeah. When there was also a balloon city, by the way. It was way, way, way up, way, way up high. It was carried around by balloons? Uh, hot air balloons. Well, that sounds like yeah. a good one to be on until it's not, you know. True. Well, it, it didn't work out. I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> At first, I was like, that one sounds like the best. And I was like, no, it sounds hard. It sounds like eventually that's going to go somewhere. Yeah. That's the movie you can watch tonight. I Mortal like, Engines. I Mortal Engines. It's, like, it's on HBO. I have no idea what you're talking it's about. HBO. It's a movie. It's about, you'll see. You'll see. And this is where it's the cities HBO. on wheels are. There's cities on wheels. Cities on, it's, you know, post-apocalyptic. After, after the world has killed itself in the 60-minute war through mm-hmm. fusion weapons. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So if you forgot that from the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now you know. Now it's ingrained in you your memory. You got to recap. 60-minute war. Um, Justin, before you go, do you have anything that you also want to say, plug, praise, blame? <laughs> oh my God, say that again. Say that again. It's kind of lost. Something, so plug, I... praise, blame. Blame, yeah. That was the first one. Maybe I said promote? I don't know. Uh, it was really good. I love praise, blame at the end. Yeah. It's a good game. Maybe we should just hold on to that for future apps. Yeah. Anything you want to praise and blame at the end? Yeah. Praise and blame. And blame. Yeah. Claim. You can stick with praise first. Um. Well, you can come see me perform. Uh, um, gasp. <laughs> you can come see me and then she fell. You can come. How are you doing that? How often does that happen? Then she fell. Well, then she fell is on six nights a week, but I usually do Wednesdays and Thursday nights. What a nice job. What are your characters? I do... The White Rabbit, usually on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and Lewis Carroll. Oh my god. I hear people get lit while they watch the show. That like you're just continually being offered drinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my friend saw and he said like every time you turned a corner someone was like might be an alcoholic. <laughs> no, there were always people offering drinks. That's part of the thing with the show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That it's all about like absinthe. It's not absinthe because it's not legal here, but Oh, Alice in Wonderland, drink me. Yeah, drink it's a me. lot of like drink me Potions. vials. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that people I, get kind I of like, I know you Whoa. are. I know there is alcohol served. I don't know how. To what proportion? Uh, to, does, to it what in, proportion. does it involve a lot of makeup for you? Makeup? Makeup. No, I'm not literally dressed in costume as a white Do you have rabbit. ears? I do not have ears. The what? <laughs> then what even, how even do, are we to know that you're a rabbit? A tail? Yeah, what do, you, what do you walk up to us in? Do you have a costume? There's a costume. What is it? I'm, um, I 
I am on the edge of my the seat. You, I can't wait. These, these pauses, Justin, you're killing me. These lawyer pauses the, the, that just the, really the lawyer pauses, suck me in. No, the lawyer pauses are legit now because now I'm wondering if my my non-disclosure agreement lets me tell you what I'm Oh, you might have signed an NDA. Oh, no, I did sign an NDA. Well, then don't say it. Don't well, say it, not on air. Know. All it's we know is that... This white rabbit is not <laughs> in ears nor tail. <laughs> right. We don't know we, whether he has a nose or whiskers, but it's possible. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she does have facial hair, so it's like, that is going on. And so your nose you work, is amazing. I you, was admiring it earlier. It looks like they could... Nose. There's something in it where it's like, they could model like um, some kind of spacecraft after your nose. <laughs> Great. Right. I, I know what I mean. Well, I have no idea what that It has this sort of like, um, and then it's very aerodynamic, and it looks like <laughs> if they made a cast of it, then they could then make a plastic mold, and then if they filmed it in a box with stars, it's a spaceship. Wow. wow. Yeah. It must be that time of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I think the interview has to start that way. So you can see you, and then she fell. Any, and then yeah. anything else? Uh, if you have any listeners in California, I'm doing a show in San Diego in October, um, also with Third Rail Projects at the Without Walls Festival. We do have listeners in California. Yeah, we do. Great. Um, anything else? And Nicole Walcott's show. When Um, is that? Just Skellion, November 1st and 2nd. Uh, That's incredible. You're like anything, a very prolific working dancer and lawyer. Yeah. Anything you. now you want to blame? <sighs> Trump. Yeah, sure. That one's it's not so easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy. So. It is easy. really. Absurd. It is really fucking exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting um, is the well, thank you for doing the good work of trying to, of helping people. How can people reach out to you is a good question. Oh, um... Leaping Lawyer on leap, Instagram. Exactly, that's the best way. Leaping Lawyer on I Instagram. I love that, getting legal help through Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, let's just do everything through Instagram. Everything else is obsolete. Don't email me, just send DMs. Remember, read when you got sent a DM from, like, a corporate... Yeah, from Lululemon, and you didn't see it because you didn't understand I DMs. I didn't know that... The airplane was a thing. And I just thought I had a paper airplane to the right on my screen. That was just that was just having more and more numbers collect on it. I really it. didn't have many numbers. What was terrifying was the day that you figured it out was the day that I also figured it out. We both we were on a train and you were like, Oh, I hadn't been opening these messages and I missed this thing from Lululemon about designs and I was like messages on Instagram and you were like yes and I was like what are you talking about and then I opened mine and was like oh my god I was offered a role in a movie for MGM oh no and it's passed oh no oh god but it's true I didn't know either we were on the something going to Carling's wedding I know you were meant to have been the next Timothy Chalamet I really was (laughs) I look just like her um, and you can cry just as easily on cue. For ages, just into the camera. Uh, yeah, I can do it. It's not hard. I've seen you do it in the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've seen me do it everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're we sorry. We could, <laughs> could just keep going on and on. So that'll be it. And um, thank you for coming on the pod. We love you. you. We love you, Justin. We love you, Justin. And we love you, and listeners. And we'll see you next week. I used to ride with a vending machine repairman. He said it
pleasure. I did. Did you have fun? I did have fun. Were we too out of control? Not at all. Okay. Was it what you expected? More or less. More or less. Have you ever heard it? Oh, I am an avid listener of really? this podcast from the beginning. Well, thank God we've just invented a new segment since you came. It's because of you. Yeah. What's the new segment? Praise seg- blame. Praise and blame. <laughs> that happened on this. <laughs> Fantastic. I really thought I said promote, plug, praise, blame. But I don't know if I said promote. I think well, we'll- plug, praise, game is enough. Blame, plug, praise, blame. <laughs> plug, the praise, blame. blame game. Praise, plus blame. The praise, blame game. It's really easy to brain say. Brain. It and is. It's important and relevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh, well, I'm glad that this went as you expected. How did this go more? How did this happen more than you expected? Well, I'm glad I didn't embarrass myself. I was Not afraid that all. would happen. No. The only yeah. people who humiliate themselves on this podcast are myself and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have it we designed that sure way. We guests are, yeah. are wonderful. Come yeah, yeah. wonderfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so how it went more was that you felt more empowered that you didn't embarrass yourself. How did it go less? Because mm, I did say more or less. That is true. And less that you embarrassed yourself less than you thought you would. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. That's what I would do Indeed. as a lawyer. Pick you them both and give the same you. thing. You won't know until you hear it back. You just won't. That's you can't. True. It's true. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything that happened myself. today on this podcast. Right. Just now. Right. <laughs> or even in the whole day. Every day is a winding road. I get a little bit closer. Every day is a fitting sign. Oh.